lost her husband and three sons. Her beautiful daughter-in-law, Rosabelle, lost her husband of one week. And Pert, Jessie, was about to be married to Effie's second son, Henry, who also died. Both Rosabelle and Jessie were pregnant. The storm tells how they, like the other women of the tragic town, tried to adjust to their changed circumstances and make new lives for themselves. They all went through the stages of grief, sorrow, followed by anger, and finally by a kind of resignation. Effie found solace in caring for her son's women and their posthumous children, especially Rosabel's son, Aaron, whose mother could not clear her mind of the conviction that his father had been a sort of sacrifice for his birth. She found it hard to love him and would have exchanged him for his dead father if she had been given the choice. Jessie, the third of the trio, was the first to recover her spirits and will to survive. Shortly after Rosabel had Aaron, Jessie gave birth to a girl called Henrietta, and, though Effie originally had doubts about her suitability as a wife for her son, she proved to be a loving mother and a support for them all. Jessie set about finding work, not only for herself, but for her brothers and sisters too, because her father and brother had also died in the storm, and her distracted mother descended into alcoholism and quickly died. Rosabel was a different matter. To Effie's disquiet, her gloom and sorrow deepened as time passed, her father was also drowned in the storm, and her mother, who could not come to terms with her loss, committed suicide by throwing herself off the pier in Berwick-upon-Tweed. Effie feared that desolate Rosabel might also try to kill herself, for her state of mind never lifted. In fact, it worsened when Stephen Anderson, the distributor of the fund money, developed a passion for her. Though he had made an advantageous marriage to the daughter of a rich Eyemouth shopkeeper, he was obsessed by Rosabel's beauty and persistently stalked her, much to her terror. Because the girl was a skilled seamstress, Effie persuaded her to take a dressmaker's job in nearby Berwick-upon-Tweed, partly to get her out of Eyemouth during the day, but Anderson continued to lay in wait for her at night, and finally cornered her in the dark and would have raped her had she not been able to knock him out and escape. Next morning, his dead body was found floating in the dock. Convinced she had caused his death and could be hanged for her crime, Rosabel reacted hysterically, and Effie feared she would attract attention from the police and give herself away though there was no reason to believe she had actually murdered Anderson. Jessie took charge and bundled Rosabel off to London in the company of a mysterious woman, one of her Berwick customers who had seen her talent with the needle and invited her to help set up a dressmaker's business in the capital. After the train carried Rosabel down to England, Jessie and Effie stayed on in Eyemouth with the children, uncertain if they would ever see her again, especially after Willie Wake, a demented old man who wandered the quay at night 
let slip to them that Anderson had been hit on the head and pushed into the dock. Though he did not name the murderer, they were afraid he would implicate Rosabel, and so they resigned themselves to losing her forever. Turn of the Tide tells the story of what happened to the three women and their children in the difficult years ahead. Chapter One On the day after Rosabel arrived in London, Stephen Anderson was buried. The funeral cortege was one of the most impressive the town had ever seen. His wife, Hester, would have no less. The silver-handled coffin was borne solemnly downhill from Beechwood in a huge, ebony-coloured hearse with engraved glass windows and drawn by four black horses with towers.